Skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to Living Skin. I'm Beth Bialko with Global Education, and today's podcast is all about acne and the science behind it. Acne is a problem that's affecting more than just teenagers these days. Actually, acne vulgaris is the eighth most prevalent skin condition globally affecting over 645 million people. It's on the rise. And actually, here in the United States, it affects nearly 85% of the population between the ages of 12 and 24. So it's definitely a hot topic, especially with the fact that low-grade persistent acne is becoming more prevalent in today's society. And, you know, it's really hard to know what the right recipe for success is, identifying it, making sure we can treat it successfully. So today on the podcast, we have one of our very own experts from Canada, Leela McInerney. So welcome, Leela, to the podcast. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here with you and everyone listening. Well, thanks for taking the time. Um, we really are so excited to hear you discuss this topic in a little bit more detail. But for those of you tuning in, um, Leela really is, she is just a powerful communicator. She uses her gift, her words, to build a career that's full of meaning and passion, especially when it comes to the skincare industry. Now, Leela has been with the Dermalogica for over seven years, and in that short time frame has risen through the ranks of Canada's education department. So she's currently uh, Canada's corporate trainer, and she's supporting um, all of our Dermalogica talented sales teams, our education teams with their training, as well as working closely with national accounts. So Leela, I'm going to hand it over to you and have you kind of start uh, discussing a little bit about even why this topic of acne is a passion for you personally. Awesome, thank you. Well, I think that everyone can relate to the fact that breakouts are no fun. You know, at one point in our lives, we have probably all experienced breakout activity, whether it is just that monthly hormonal fluctuation that's causing it or a full-blown face of acne breakouts. And I personally, when I was younger, really struggled with a lot of congestion, a lot of blackheads, and more importantly, a lot of those cystic types of lesions. And the challenges that really affected my self-confidence. And you know, when you're able to be able to successfully create the right treatment approach for someone's breakout activity, it really does help them become their most confident self. So this is more than just steaming and creaming lotions and potions. This is actually being able to give people the ability to hold their head up high, which makes me really excited about what we do. Excellent. And I think you really made a good point there is just that at a young age, right, you were suffering with um, acne. But, you know, I even speak to some of my friends who are in their, you know, 30s, 40s, even older than that are saying that they're experiencing, right, some some breakout, whether it's along the jawline, um, 
maybe something, you know, when they're stressed out. So I want to start with my first question with you, which is looking at what is the difference between adult acne and teenage acne? And why do you think that people are experiencing these types of breakouts far beyond their teenage years? Absolutely. Well, I think it's important to note that both adult acne as well as teenage acne are indeed caused by various hormonal fluctuations. And these fluctuations are going to cause an increased amount of inflammation in the skin as well as overall sebum production. Now, when we're looking at teenagers, this major hormonal shift happens during puberty. And this is where both boys and girls see a massive shift and production in their androgen hormones. The one we always hear about is testosterone. So that in itself is going to increase the amount of oil production that's being experienced in the skin. I think it's also important to note that teenagers may not be equipped with the right knowledge on how to best take care of their skin whether it is using products that maybe don't have the most skin healthy ingredients to them. You know, teens often will go for the fries and gravy or poutine here in Canada <laughs> rather than going for the leafy greens. And that has an impact on the skin. So I think making sure that teenagers have the right education about the do's and don'ts is so crucial and important. Now, on the flip side of things, when you're looking at adults, they have those hormonal shifts happening on an ongoing basis. And females very much see this on a regular basis with their monthly cycles, possibly if they become pregnant, um, as well as, you know, elevated stress levels. And, you know, the reason that women do have a little bit more of a predominance for that adult acne is not only our monthly cycle fluctuation, but the amount of stress that we're taking on these days. You know, if you look at society 50 years ago, it's very different than where we are today. In today's society, women are not only responsible for maintaining their households, but they're also responsible for building successful careers, running their businesses, as well as maintaining personal relationships. So with this constant state of stress, we're noticing that we're seeing an increase of cortisol hormone, which then contributes to the overall development of adult acne. Now, in terms of the overall look of adult and teenage acne, we do see a little bit of differences taking place. So adult acne tends to be more inflammatory, and we often see more of the papules, the pustules, and the cysts located right along that chin and jawline area. And interestingly enough, you know, in males, when that extra androgen hormone is being created, it goes to that area and stimulates hair growth but females don't necessarily have that hair growing in that area, which is a good reason as to why we see all of those breakouts right along the chin, jawline, and mouth. Whereas teenage acne, again, caused by those hormonal changes, is a little different. We see more comedones, which are blackheads, and excess oiliness in the skin. Good news is it's a little less persistent, so with the right tools and treatments, we can really help see a great reduction of the amount of breakouts in the skin. And primarily, you're going to be zone area. So that's going to be the forehead, the nose, as well as the chin. Okay, so definitely we're seeing definitely some, we're seeing. some changes with um, everything from whether it's adult acne or teenage acne. And I, I really liked how you explained the differences, you know, how your body changes, especially hormonally, but even lifestyle, right? That can come into a factor. So adult acne, really seeing that along the jawline, um, and whereas teenage acne, I kind of see that a little bit more, like you said, primarily in the T-zone, but really kind of everywhere, right? So we're seeing it across. Absolutely. Okay, 
perfect. Now, what we're describing here is kind of the differences right between teenage and adult acne. But acne in general, I like to, to take um, maybe a little bit of a deeper dive into this and ex give us a little bit more about the context about how do these breakouts actually develop in the skin? What are some of the triggers for that? Absolutely. You know, it's quite interesting. There's so many messages being given out to consumers or even professional skin therapists about what are the causes of acne. And quite often we hear so much about sebum and oil production in the skin. And yes, that's very much a factor, but that's only one key piece to an otherwise complex puzzle. So there are a couple things that we need to consider. The first thing that we need to think about is actually where acne is located, which would be on the face, the neck, the chest, and the back and the shoulders. And the reason that we get those breakouts in these areas is because this is where sebaceous hair follicles live. Now these sebaceous hair follicles are important to know about because they often have very thin or hairs don't exist. And those hairs act as a wick to bring oil, dirt, and debris up to the surface. So just by virtue of those follicles having a very thin hair, already you're at a predisposition for experiencing clogging in the skin. Now also in those acneic skins, we're seeing that the production of skin cells is much more significant. On average, those skins will experience about four to five times more skin cell buildup than that to a normal skin. And with the constant shedding of skin cells right into the follicle, it's easy to see that we can create something called an impection plug, which is essentially a blackhead or a comedone. And when we've got that blackhead in the skin, that in itself creates a little bit of a challenge because now bacteria is going to start to grow. So inside the follicle, we have bacteria that starts to develop once air can't get into it. And we call this propionibacterium or P. acnes. These little guys can be difficult because what they do is they essentially eat away or eat off of your oils inside the follicle. And then what we see is a release of various enzymes that put the follicle into an inflammatory state. So whenever we've got a lot of bacteria present in the skin, we are likely going to see more of that papular pustule types of lesions to the skin. And the last key thing that we need to talk about, of course, is that oil. You know, when it comes to oil production in the skin, we've already talked about hormones being a big factor, but that is going to trigger the overactivity of that sebaceous gland. And eventually all of that extra oil will be expressed into the follicle itself and start to mix with all of those dead skin cells, making the impaction plugs worse. Additionally, one last thing to note is that oil is a very different consistency. It's much waxier and thicker and stickier, and that too will also help to attribute to the clogging in the skin. So just to recap, we need to think about the fact that we are producing four to five times more dead skin cells, and that's creating clogging at the neck of the follicle. We're also seeing that when that takes place, no oxygen gets in, which then develops the growth of bacteria. And then with the excess oil being secreted into the follicle, that bacteria now has a perfect food source to go ahead and eat, which then creates an inflammatory response.
successful in targeting and treating acne, we need to think about not only controlling excess sebum in the skin, but also making sure that we're promoting natural desquamation or exfoliation, as well as killing bacteria and calming inflammation. Great. Thanks, Leela, for taking us through that. Really, it's those four factors that are really contributing to the you know, to the growth uh, of breakouts and acne. So my next question is, is that we know that we all experience, right, different levels of breakouts in the skin. So whether that's a small bump or really a fully inflamed, you know, lesion like those papules or those pustules. So could you take the time to explain the difference between those as well as maybe giving some insight into what the dominant contributing factor is? Absolutely. You know, I think as professional skin therapists, it's great because we can help give a little bit of context into what level of breakout activity we're seeing in the skin. But dermatologists have long since been using the global acne grading scale, which essentially will grade acne levels from one being the most mild to four being the most severe. So this helps guide skin therapists in being able to explain to their clients, okay, you know, this is where we're seeing you're more on the mild stage, or then we're also seeing, you know, a more severe acne skin, and that may require the help of a doctor or dermatologist. So really quickly, when we're looking at grade one, this would be considered, again, mild. We're going to be seeing microcomedones, which again are blackheads, closed comedones, which manifest as under the surface bumps, as well as open comedones, which can be those oxidized blackheads. So really the predominant factor here is excess skin development and lack of desquamation. So therefore, one of the things that we really want to focus on is not only exfoliation, but also hydration. Hydration is crucial to allow for various skin enzymes to be activated to enhance cell sloughing. So we certainly can't forget about that. Then we look at grade two, which is more of your mild to moderate acne. And this is where we're going to be seeing the microcomedones, closed and open comedones. But now we're starting to see the development of inflammatory papules. And papules essentially are the bumps that we get that never come to a whitehead. So the predominant factor here is excess skin development as well as sebum production. So not only do we need to continue on and focus on exfoliation, but also adding calming and soothing elements can help minimize the severity of those papules. Now we're moving into grade three, and this is where we go into the acne vulgaris category. So this is becoming a little bit more severe. So not only are we seeing all of those comedones, but we are also seeing papules and pustules. And pustules is, is essentially, you know, I know a lot of people don't like seeing pus, but it's your white blood cells getting to the source of the infection and cleaning it up. So the good news is that, is that you're, if you are seeing pustules on the skin, your body is going through the natural healing process that it should be. Now, the predominant factor here is bacteria formation. So the big focus on a grade three acne needs to be about calming and soothing as well as killing bacteria. And last but not least, when we're looking at that grade four acneic skin, this is now someone who has very severe acne. So this is going to be those comedones, the papules and pustules, but now we're also seeing nodules and cysts develop. 
And these are infections that are quite deep in the skin and can possibly lead to scarring. So the predominant factor here, again, is bacteria and inflammation. So calming and soothing and killing the bacteria is really where we want to focus. And lastly, just to finish off, you know, depending on what grade you're sitting in may require the help of a doctor or dermatologist. Because we know that there's so many internal factors affecting breakout activity in the skin, if someone did have a grade three or four um, skin, uh, we may need the help of antibiotics, something like tetracyclines or erythromycin, or possibly even leaning then towards something more from the isotretinoin family, um, which is formerly known as Accutane. Okay, perfect. And I, I think that's excellent a point that you made about, you know, not all acne is the same just because even though like, I know how I feel, you get that one breakout and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it, everything just seems to kind of get elevated in the amount of stress, right, that you feel about that breakout. But there are different grades and that is really helpful for us to understand that. It's also a great point of view too and also a good point to make to our listeners is that especially, you know, when it's looking at some more of the severe acne that you see, it is important to have that conversation with your doctor or dermatologist. You know, they're going to be diagnosing and as skin therapists, we can really even come in to help, you know, treat the breakouts. Um, if they are on a medication, like you mentioned, whether that's a topical or an ingestible, we may be also to be able to treat some of the side effects that can come from that, like drying or irritation um, to the skin. So I think especially when it comes to acne, that partnership with your skin therapist and with a doctor or dermatologist is, is really crucial. So Leela, I wanted to ask you too, for, um, for skin therapists especially, and even looking for some ingredients at home, what are the best skin treatment approaches for targeting break breakout activity in the skin? Awesome. So it really kind of comes back to thinking about those four contributing factors, the excess cell development, dead skin cell development, the excess oil that's being produced and the type of oil that's being produced, the bacteria present, as well as the inflammation. So in a treatment, this is really what needs to guide how we take our approach to successfully treating and managing that person's acne breakouts. So the first thing that I would suggest is try and avoid really gritty exfoliations. So this would be more of your mechanical or physical exfoliations. So rather than going with a grit, try and look for something that is more of a chemical base. So we can use lactic acid. Lactic acid is fantastic because not only does it help brighten, which helps then possibly prevent or target acne scarring, but it also does have nourishing and hydrating properties. We also would want to incorporate salicylic acid. This one is an oil-loving exfoliating option. It essentially sits right at the neck of the follicle and will help to decongest exactly where that clogging is taking place. That coupled with the fact that it has anti-inflammatory benefits, it makes a great choice for exfoliation. And last but not least, you could always look for enzymatic exfoliation because that essentially is something that will be left on the skin and then the enzymes will essentially digest those dead skin cells away. So all three of those elements don't require any physical manipulation. So that's something to consider. We also then need to really focus on calming and soothing the inflammation while protecting the skin's barrier. 
whether it is just due to climate being up and down or possibly that our client may not be using the right products on the skin, if the skin's protective barrier is impaired, so lacking lipids or lacking that water composition, we'll likely see an increased amount of inflammation or possibly even allow further dirt and bacteria to penetrate into the skin. So calming and soothing the existing lesions and building up the skin's strength. And what we also need to consider is not only controlling and absorbing excess surface oils, but also helping to regulate that overactive sebaceous gland at the same time. And we can do that with some really great ingredients. One we love to use at Dermalogica is something called Nordy Hydrogoritic Acid. And if we did see somebody that had, let's say a grade three, grade four acneic skin, what we would want to incorporate is something that we like to call the less rule. And we would do this because the skin is so active and so inflamed. So we would be using less heat throughout the treatment. We would not be going as customized with some of our treatment op or exfoliation options. So we wouldn't be mixing every product under the sun because we want to make sure that we're keeping the skin nice and strong. And we would also be applying less pressure, whether that's with our cleansing techniques or even the towels that we're using in our service to remove our products. And also consider maybe massage isn't on the face the best option. We can incorporate that massage using one of our great touch therapies anywhere else on the body, like the neck and shoulder area. And this will incorporate less time spent working on the face, therefore cutting down on the overall amount of stimulation. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking us through, especially the service component. I think for some of our listeners um, who are, you know, maybe experiencing breakout, they might be a little nervous sometimes. Would you agree to, to get a skin treatment? Absolutely. You know, especially when you've had someone that has had a service before and not seen great results, it really puts a barrier up for wanting to try something new. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to, you know, ask questions to your professional skin therapist so that you feel confident and understand what their treatment approach is going to be for you. Mm -hmm. And I, I liked how you also too walked down like the less rule that not only applies to service, but it can also apply to your home care because even though you want to clear up right that breakout so quickly and you know actively, more does not always mean better, especially when it comes to an acneic skin and when there's inflammation present. I mean, there's so many studies right now that are actually out there that say, you know, are targeting that you know inflammation can actually continue and make that breakout worse. So I really liked how we were able to talk through some other additional options, right? The enzymes for exfoliation, the salicylic acid, which is such a key, a key ingredient as well, soothing that inflammation, controlling the oil, and then having that conversation with your skin therapist and trying to pinpoint maybe, you know, what's actually maybe causing or triggering or targeting that breakout for you which I think is also going to be like, we could talk about that, right? For like days of, of what, <laughs> what happens to break out and what causes it. Well, Leela, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Living Skin Podcast and lending you know, your expertise and your passion about a very complex, but yet very common skin um, concern with acne. And we just really look forward to having you back. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me, Beth. I really enjoyed it and can't wait to 
See you soon. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. You can find us on iTunes and the podcast section of Google Play Music. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. For more information, visit Dermalogica.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.